The Avengers. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Earth's mightiest heroes type thing. Yes. I've met them. I don't like bullies. I don't care where they're from. Can't you just be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man? Batman is playing Galaga. Thought we wouldn't notice, but we did. These guys come from legend. They're basically gods. There's only one god, man. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. Sir, please put down the spear. Underoos! I like this one. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 641. And together each week, we're going to celebrate the magic of the Disney parks, movies, Marvel, and more as I take you from the parks to the screens and everything in between here on the podcast, my weekly live video on Facebook, community, books, audio tours, blog, and more. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts or Spotify and find everything else at www.radio.com. I just returned from my first, and certainly not my last, visit to Avengers Campus in Disney California Adventure Park in Disneyland, and I've assembled friends and family who experienced it with me to review the land and share not just 10 reasons you need to visit Avengers Campus more than once, but what you need to experience, when, and why. We'll also share some secrets of the land and discuss the possible and potential future of this immersive environment, plus We'll share some practical tips to help you get the most out of your time in Avengers Campus. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a special Avengers Campus Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show for more information, updates, special events, your voicemails, and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. back as I can remember, I have loved comic books and Saturday morning cartoons. You can all Google what what a wonderful period it was. And Spider-Man wasn't, isn't, just my far and away favorite superhero. 
But Peter Parker remains someone that I related to and understood. And I thought as a kid, like understood me too. And I didn't imagine that we would just sort of be friends, but that I could, with just the right type of spider bite, some rusties, and a whole lot of luck, be Spider-Man 2. And now, finally, I can be. And so can you. And that sound that you heard through the halls of the Anaheim Convention Center when Avengers Campus was first announced at the 2019 D23 Expo were the excited screams of a little boy at heart whose dreams had finally come true. As I no longer had to imagine swinging through my parents' house and makeshift Queen's apartment building that I built in my basement because I would soon be able to do it for real. More importantly, I could step into a world where everything that I read and dreamt about in the comics would become something that was tangible, touchable, and, yay, edible. And I admittedly cried the first time I saw the Millennium Falcon in Disneyland, but I knew that this Avengers Campus was going to be something different, and it is, in the best possible ways. And even better than experiencing it alone... I was able to share it with my family and extended family on a recent trip to Disneyland. And so this week, we're going to share 10 reasons why you need to go to Avengers Campus, including some of the things you need to see, do, experience, and eat. And we're also going to share thoughts on what the future of the land may or may not be and share some tips to help you get the most from your time there. And so I would like to welcome back to the show, Deanna, Marion, and Nicholas Mangello. Hello. Hi. As well as my extended family, friend, and true maker of marvelous magic. I literally could not have gotten there without Mouse Fan Travel, Becky Mankin. Hey, it's, it is great to be back to talk about this because uh, after experiencing it, all I've wanted to do is talk about it. So this is the perfect opportunity. And I love the fact that after spending nearly a week together in Avengers Campus in California, we are all still talking. So that's a good I sign. I know. Imagine we're getting better at this. We're getting better at this. It's, it's taken a few years, but I, I think we can handle it. And you know, I thought for a long time about how I wanted to approach reviewing Avengers Campus and and talking about it and sharing it in a way that I felt was going to be most valuable and helpful and informative. And I think by sharing 10-ish things that we love about it is probably some of the best ways because I think that by doing so, we're going to share things that you will enjoy too. And Becky, you and I got to experience Avengers Campus first for a couple of days of quote-unquote work and research before my family got there. And we'll share the story about the shielding of my eyes walking by the (laughs) campus. But this, as I said in the intro, this really is not just the culmination of something that I've been waiting for since I was a kid. But going back to the 2019 Expo, when it was announced that this land was supposed to open in summer of 2020. And if you remember, Bob Chapek gave us that concept art and information about Tony Stark and the founding of this worldwide engineering brigade. And some things really are definitely worth waiting for. Um, And there is so much there. And what I thought we would do 
is go through it in a way that's going to be fun and helpful because, you know, like Ant-Man, this little land packs a lot of a lot of punch. And I promise I will try and keep the puns to a minimum. So what I thought we would do is I will sort of help guide us through these 10 things we need to do. And I know that we individually and collectively loved as well as reasons to go and some things that we'll discuss along the way. But I want to just sort of quickly go around the horn. Um, Deanna, Marion, Nicholas, and Becky, leading up to Avengers Campus, what were your your quick thoughts or the thing that you were most excited about or looking forward to or even curious about seeing or doing when you finally got there? Okay, so when I first heard about Avengers Campus and I was so excited for Galaxy's Edge because obviously it's like an entire land for Star Wars but like I think Avengers Campus might have like slightly overtaken Galaxy's Edge could just like the Marvel and the MCU like were my childhood and I like had been watching them for years and years and years and I'd been so excited for them to finally make a land like we'd always go to we would go to Universal and see the land there and I was like Imagine this, but like the MCU, like how cool would that be? And when they finally announced it, I was losing my mind. And then when they told me, and then when I was told that it would be ever changing with the shows and like different characters would show up, I, oh, I lost it. (laughs) I think that we had this wonderful father son embracing moment when we started talking about the idea of, of, the Worldwide Engineering Brigade and a Spider-Man attraction finally coming to a Marvel park. Uh, Mary, what about you? I think I honestly did not know what to expect when going into it because this was something like I had really high expectations for a Marvel land because that's I, I, I like Star Wars, but Marvel is definitely I'm I'm much more of a fan and I really didn't know what to expect. But going in. Um, I just remember that that sort of like shock. It's so different than anything that we've seen. Like Cars Land is absolutely amazing. Galaxy's Edge, amazing. But I think what really sort of brings you into it is that it's like Nick said, it's always changing and there's never a dull moment. There's always something happening. You're always seeing someone walk by or the music, you know, it sort of like leads you through. And something that I really appreciated was like the, attention to detail when it came to your surroundings you were fully immersed which i was just a very big fan of so yeah and just to quickly touch on it we'll we'll, we're obviously going to make some of the the galaxy's edge avengers campus comparisons but from a fandom perspective yes we've we've watched a lot of star wars but we've seen everything marvel has done easily more than once twice three four five 10 times Avengers Endgame, not necessarily the same with with Star Wars, right? Our, 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 our love and affection for Star Wars does not go as deep. We haven't watched everything that's come on to Disney Plus or all of the animated features that have, have been released over the last few years. So our Star Wars fandom sits a little bit differently than Marvel does for us, which is why we were so excited about this coming to a Disney park. Uh, Deanna and then Becky? So I tried really hard not to see anything on social media or follow you when you were there a few days before. I wanted to go in and just totally be immersed 
in the land. And again, like Marion said, I had really high expectations for this. And when you walk in and you heard that music, you just felt like you were in like a movie. It was, it was, it totally took my breath away and I couldn't believe like it was actually happening and we were there like all together. So with the attention to detail, like also Marion said, we walked around and all the things that we saw, it's ap- I don't want to go into too much detail now because I know there's a bunch of things that we're going to touch on, but it was, it's totally amazing. Yeah. Going back to the initial piece of when we heard about it at D23, when it was announced, we were sitting together when they announced this. And I, I think that you hit a decibel level of a, an octave that of a <laughs> that I don't think my ears could actually hear, but the dogs were barking around us. Um, (laughs) That that feeling of, okay, they've got the Marvel IP. They now have a way to apply it in the park. And the expectation level of what they were going to do was pretty high because between the technology that we've seen, especially come out with, uh, with Galaxy's Edge and other things we heard, I just remember going into the pavilion and seeing the spider bot for the very first time and looking at that and going, oh my gosh, how cute is that? How is this going to play into the story? And now we know. So taking that line from seeing it and hearing about it to actually doing it and experiencing it, it's been a wild ride. And I think it did meet my expectations. Right. So go back to, to 2019 D23 Expo, which of course now seems like a complete lifetime ago. Mm-hmm. After they announced it and they literally pulled back the curtain on the exhibit that Imagineering had in place, it was not limited to just concept art and models. It was a very fully flushed out interactive exhibit and space that I know we spent a lot of time on because they had these interactive maps and walls and scale models. We learned about Pim Test Kitchen was going to magnify and shrink different things. We knew that Spider-Man was going to have this gamified, interactive, yet next level element. And there were more things to come as we saw along the way when we started to see an Imagineering story, what was eventually going to be the the swinging and flying Spider-Man. But that, again, the announcement and the concept art was enough to just sort of get me excited, but seeing how much they had already thought out and planned out, again, they were going to have this land hopefully completed by the following year. COVID, uh, again, I think sometimes opportunity comes out of adversity, may have even given them more time to Mm -hmm. complete and build and ideate and execute on some things that probably came along the way um, that the, the added year might have actually given them uh, a little bit of a benefit. Um, yeah. But let's let's uh, let's get into the ten reasons to go, things we love, things to do, and and I wanted to start off by talking about where everything really does begin in a Disney park, in a Disney movie, which is with story. And one of the things that I, I found both while I was there, as I thought about it at night back in my room and and looking over maps and, you know, studying pictures. And I actually went back and I rewatched a lot of the video that I had done while we were there broadcasting live and walking through was just how deep and complete the, the story is 
of Avengers Campus. There's obviously always a why. There's a reason why everything that it is. We know, for example, Galaxy's Edge has its own unique place, unique story, unique area in terms of, of where it sits in the Star Wars universe. But Avengers Campus is is very different for a lot of reasons. And we'll make some of those comparison and contrasts um, between the two. But I want to help set the stage with story because it really doesn't begin in Avengers Campus in Disneyland. It really starts back in Hong Kong. And Becky, I know we were when we went on our adventures by Disney to China, we saw some of the early groundwork and storylines being laid for that Stark Expo, right? There was this Hydra mm-hmm. attack on a Stark Expo that's going on there. That leads the Avengers to deciding like, hey, we need to have headquarters, not just here, but around the world to help recruit and train this next generation of heroes. And that's where the Avengers campus was born. And did you know, because I didn't initially, did you know that campus is actually an acronym? It's not campus like college campus. Campus stands for Centralized Assembly, assembly. Mobilized to Prepare, Unite, and Safeguard. And if you look, (laughs) there's signage in the land that says, May this campus, in all capital letters, act as a beacon to inspire and empower a new generation of Earth's champions. Grow with the strongest, build with the brightest, unite as one team, Avengers assemble assemble and the idea is that minds come together young and old to bring science and technology together to make the world a better and a safer place and you don't need to have superpowers that's what this this things like the worldwide engineering brigade are teaching us is that you don't have to have superpowers to be a superhero possible life lesson in there i think so (laughs) but if you look at the signage and the details throughout you recognize very quickly that this site where this was built might have been the home of Heimlich's choo-choo train, but according to story, it was a restricted Stark. (laughs) Stark, I promise I'll never do that again, ever. Uh, It was a Stark industry complex that was owned and operated by Howard Stark and that Tony eventually inherited and used to build the Avengers campus. And originally it was dedicated to top secret Research. Remember, you know, we'll see signs and we'll talk about the SSR that we're introduced to in Captain America. And again, something I didn't realize, it was hiding in plain sight. But did you realize that when you walk into the land, we know that there's that giant arc reactor in the ground. That arc reactor is actually meant to be the thing that powers the entire land. And I'm like, Mm. like, you don't realize until somebody says it to you and you're like, I get it. But this place is meant to be where heroes can come together to share technology and skills. And because the heroes are assembling across time and space, and we'll we'll explain how some of the unexplainable things that we saw actually happen. But because they can come from time and space, that's why we have different characters appearing together. Like one minute you might see Steve Rogers, Captain America, A little while later, you might see Sam Wilson's Captain America. We'll talk about Doctor Strange specifically later on. It also ties in seamlessly to the existing 
Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout attraction because they too are Avengers. I see you all nodding your heads because I know your love and affection and excitement for uh, Mission Breakout. But the idea is that Tanalir Tavon, who is the collector, heard about this Avengers campus and new headquarters being built, and he literally moved his fortress to be nearby, which is why now when you walk in front of Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, you see that there's this sort of warped alien goo around the the um, sort of the four corners of the the old Tower of Terror building because it's made to it's made to sort of make you feel like this is sort of the the cosmic goo that spilled out as he sort of transported this building there. One of the things that's different about this and why it's able to exist where and how it does and i think really sort of sets this apart from things like galaxy's edge um, even a cars land type of world is that this is not meant to be in in some distant far-off universe this is something that's supposed to exist in our world maybe in a different timeline or multiverse but that's why the characters sort of know and understand what's going on both in the land as well as outside, right? So if you take out your iPhone in Galaxy's Edge, they don't know what that is. Here in Avengers Campus, of course, it makes sense because this very much sits in in its own universe, right? So Galaxy's Edge is sort of canonically folded into Star Wars lore and canon. Batu, Galaxy's Edge, the Black Spire Outpost, is not something we've seen in movies before. We've seen referenced in some of the animated features, but it's it sort of made to fit into the overall story of the Star Wars universe. But Avengers Campus, as well as Hong Kong and what eventually is going to be over in Paris, don't necessarily align with what we've seen in movies. And when Guardians of the Galaxy first opened, even Joel Rohde said, look, this is meant to be distinctly in its own universe. So that's why some things look a little different, don't necessarily make sense, right? It's why Iron Man is alive. It's why Steve Rogers, Captain America, exists there. Black Widow, not a spoiler alert, is not alive in the MCU, but she's there wandering the streets. And I was really curious, and I did some more digging to try and figure out how and why this happened, because if you talk to some of the cast members there, you get slightly different answers. Some say, well, it's a multiverse and all kinds of weird things are happening and Doctor Strange. And But according to story, the Thanos snap never actually happened here because these hmm. parks exist in a completely different timeline within the multiverse, which we're starting to hear a lot about from Loki. But also, and Nick, I know you're a comic book guy too, this sort of multiverse and different timelines is something that happens and has happened for decades in comic books. And those are the things that sort of set the groundwork for this type of uh, multiverse storytelling happening. So the, the campus exists in the real world, but there was no sort of apocalyptic snap. And that was very much by design. Like imagine yours wanted people to understand that there's a conflict going on, 
but they don't want you to feel and think about this impending apocalyptic threat <laughs> to potentially half of humanity. So the 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 conflict is more accessible. It's not so overwhelming, but there's this divergence that happens, right? So some characters are alive that exist in the land. Others sacrifice themselves in another timeline. But just like Avengers Endgame, when they go back to 2012 and everything is up to the same up until that point, it's where these multiple timelines start to happen. And we are part of this overall shared history so and look imaginary says look it's a little bit of a cheat but it's what happens in comic book is it allows characters who sometimes are dead to be able to to come back and spin out in into these new universes and i kind of like the fact that it's not necessarily explained in your guide map it doesn't necessarily um, spell it out on a map but there are some great contextual clues that once you approach the land this way, you realize. And if you talk to different cast members in different places, you might get slightly different answers. So answers that you get from cast members near the sanctum area know a lot more than those maybe working at a shawarma cart. So if you ask why Iron Man is alive to one person, you might say, well, you need to go talk to Doctor Strange and he'll explain it one way. And then others might get uh, a slightly different answer as well. And this, this too gets me more excited. We'll talk about the future about these other campuses that are being developed for Walt Disney Studios Park in Disneyland Paris, as well as in Hong Kong because these are all going to take place in this not Marvel Cinematic Universe, but this Marvel theme park universe that the Avengers campus currently sets. So I just want to say something going back to that multiverse thing. So in like the comics, the multiverse has existed for, as you said, decades. And technically the MCU itself is considered like part of comic like canon. And Actually, inside of the What If show, you can see that it's the Spider-Man from Avengers Campus. So it's going to be, wow. there's going to be a little bit of a crossover, I think, between that and the comics and the shows. And it's everything is connected. It's <laughs> all connected it so much. by a hexagon, Nick. <laughs> does, yeah. Does, does this make us variants? Just, yes, yes. <laughs> just wondering. Everybody's okay. a variant. Good to know. I just wanted to know my status there. It, it, that's, but I do appreciate that fact that no one really knows. I, I, the first time that we asked the question, well, how is Black Widow here and dead? And, and one of the answers that I got was, well, it's because things in the multiverse kind of keep blipping, and all of a sudden somebody's there and then they're gone, and that makes you want to ask more questions. So I, I think it draws you in to kind of figure out that story when there really isn't an answer. And I, I kind of appreciate that. And what I think it also does is allows them incredible, nearly infinite freedom to tell and craft and create new stories going forward. Yeah, because you're not doesn't necessarily stuck by canon. have to align right with, with specifically what's going on in a comic book and or in a movie. And Disney Plus, which is really cool because then they can bend and, and weave and bob and weave through anything that they want and bring something in and kick something out. And it gives them ultimate flexibility, which is great. 
the best part of Avengers Campus is literally anything can happen. Anybody can show up. Like, President Loki can show up one day, and then Black Widow can show up another. And you'll see Star-Lord and Gamora having a dance party, even though Gamora died. (laughs) Maybe? So, so that backstory was my number one. I think it was the most important thing and really, again, has to lay the foundation. But let's get – my number two very clearly is that there are characters. Characters everywhere. There is this amazing surprise and delight energy that exists inside Avengers Campus because while there is a specific courtyard stage and there's that Quinjet rooftop stunt show, almost theater-like – area characters are unannounced but always seem to be present and and nick i think you mentioned the the looks literally can change from day to day i saw three different lokis two different black widows one in a white costume one in a black costume a steve rogers cap and sam wilson cap taskmaster captain marvel black i counted nearly 20 different characters that can appear in Avengers Campus at any one time. And from the shows to the interactions to the photo opportunities to the training, it is one of the elements that I love about it. You can spend time in Avengers Campus without a virtual, uh, uh, you know, without waiting for a, a, a dining reservation or to ride an attraction or to get into because there's so much happening in the land itself, I should say, and above the land itself with, with <laughs> Spider-Man. I'll talk more about that, but but tell me your thoughts individually on the characters, the character interactions present in Avengers Campus. So one of my favorite things was how we were standing there and just every time you walk through, as you said, there's like a different character and there's something else going on. And all of a sudden the music changes and you hear this amazing music come overhead. And all of a sudden you look down the pathway and there's the Dora Milaje, like with this unbelievable, like presence and all these people start gathering around and everyone stops where they are just to see like what's going to happen and what kind of presentation they're going to do and where black Panther is. And then you look up and he's like right above them. So I think with regards to like that, that was one of my favorite moments being there in Avengers in Avengers campus was being there when the door Milaje came out and black Panther was there. Like you were so like, you felt like you were like in the movie with them. So just let's just quickly put a pin in the Dora Milaje because that show is unique because it really starts on one end of the campus, works its way over to, you don't even realize almost that it's a stage, but it is interactive. It is very powerful. And Nicholas, you picked up on something that I didn't, that I think is just a beautiful and wonderful and subtle uh, nod that is important to sort of call out. So... What I picked up on in the beginning is how in the beginning, after they come up and come out and do their little introduction, they say, like, let's all take a moment of silence for our fallen, like for our ancestors. And I think that that was a nod to Chadwick Boseman, which I thought was just 
super duper beautiful and really, really thoughtful of them to do be able to do that for him, even though he's not with us anymore, but they still have something for him in campus. So he's always there. Yeah, I didn't pick it up until you said it. And I'm like, you're right, man. That is just. Oh, it, yeah, it, I didn't yeah, even. It's really nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. I agree. I agree. And it's, you know, what I like, too, is that it's part show. It's part interactive. And everybody was getting into it. Marion, you're not always, you know, as you're getting older, you're not always into the character interactions. But I saw you like repeating and sort of doing some of the moves, which I absolutely loved. Like and and. You would, would almost imagine that those Dora Milaje stepped right off the screen. Right. Yeah, I I really enjoyed the Dora Milaje show. They, oh my goodness, those warriors are very, um, I really like how it's super interactive. And it, they definitely are, you know, they get everyone involved. And I really like the nod to Chadwick Boseman. And they do this cool thing with the spear and it looks so cool. And I, it was, I enjoyed it. Fortunately, parents, they do not sell spears in the gift shop. So (laughs) (laughs) although don't be surprised if your kids are coming home and, you know, flip, look, as a kid, you know, my lightsaber was the, the, the role that the Christmas wrapping paper was, was in. That was sort of my makeshift lightsaber. Don't be surprised if, your your daughter or son comes home and wants to be part of the Dora Milaje. Becky, what were your thoughts about the Dora or any of the other characters that we saw? Well, what I really appreciated was the surprise and delight element. Some of them are shows that are staged that people come in and you gather around and you watch. Um, others are just happen. You're you're standing there and all of a sudden something just happens in front of you, which I really like that it's not always timed. But more than that, I kind of like the subtlety of some of the appearances. So, for example, you know when the Dora Milaje is coming because they, the <laughs> drums beat, they are walking through. It's, yeah. it's definitely obvious. When Spider-Man does his show, you hear it. He, you hear his voice. It booms through the area. You know what's going on. But there's these subtle pieces that all of a sudden you're just standing there. I think I think we were all standing in line and one of you pointed up and said, hey, look up there. And there was Thor and he was up by the by the Quinjet just walking around. It wasn't trying to get attention. He wasn't trying to uh, do a formal show of any sort. He was just up there walking back and forth for a little while and then he disappeared. And there were other characters that did the same thing. Um, Captain America did the same thing where you just looked up and saw him there and he wasn't making noise. There wasn't music behind it. It wasn't uh, purposeful, except for the fact that he was just there surveying the land. So I I love that subtle nod as well. And you didn't know who was going to come out when. There was no rhyme or reason. Sometimes Captain Marvel, Captain America are hanging out with Black Widow. Sometimes it's Loki by himself. Sometimes Loki would appear in a different location. Sometimes they would stand there and while you can't sort of get close to them the same way you could before, they would call you up and they would interact. So you got some of that one-on-one time. They, you would take pictures. Um, and some of the characters are remarkably good uh, in mm-hmm. terms of their likenesses to the on-screen characters as well. Marion? Sorry, I just had to mention before I forgot, one of my favorite character moments while we were there was, you know, we're just walking through... I remember we would even just cut through Avengers Campus. Even if we weren't trying to go, we wanted any excuse to walk through. So we were walking through and you look up by the Quinjet 
and we saw Captain Marvel, Captain America, and Black Widow having a conversation and talking. And then you heard the drums of the Dormelage and you see their reactions to them coming in, which I think just sort of proves and shows that it is so, it can be really sporadic and like surprising. And I think that is its appeal. And that's why it's so cool because it's very natural almost. And it's really cool to see all them all like talking in real life. Together, yeah. right. Yeah, it right. is. And how about the, there was a couple of times throughout the day that there would be a Black Widow show and there might be a different character interaction that's there, but Taskmaster was there. And it really is a stunt show. There was that one part where sort of Black Widow is hanging upside down off the side of that <laughs> Avengers uh, so campus fun. building. Like, real, and there was, there are some places to stand that we found are better than others in the shade, which is right. very helpful. You know, sometimes being farther back, you get a different vantage point, but it was nothing that you had to, could or should line up for. And like you said, it just happened, the characters sort of happened around you. Look, even going over to the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, dance-off, bro. The the dance-off with Star-Lord and Gamora is still this cool thing. Iron Man will pop out in his Mark 80 costume, which we've never seen in the parks before. The Doctor Strange show, um, and Ugh. the Doctor Strange show is so good, so funny, so relevant to sort of, again, it operates in this world you know, they built, the, you know, the story of the the Vishanti built these sanctums on sites of great power, which is obviously what this Avengers campus space is supposed to be. And long ago, one of those sites actually stood here and you can see the crumbling ruins. But there's a and there's a really cool at night. The the orb of uh, Cagliostro is really, really cool at night with the sort of magical energy glowing through it. But that Doctor Strange show is super cool. And we would be remiss if we didn't mention Spider-Man. That stuntronic, animatronic Spider-Man that <laughs> swings and flips wow. and like, Spider-Man, do a flip. He does a flip and somersaults in the air. But the real life Spider-Man is part of the action too. And I'm not going to lie, man. While the, the animatronic swinging Spider-Man, which sometimes his movements are a little different, when Spider-Man does his signature, like, upside down, feet together, dropping <laughs> down from the side of the building, I could feel my face crackling because I was grinning ear to ear. Like, that's what, you know, it's what I've always hoped to see in real life. And I don't care what anybody says, man, that's Spider-Man up there. That was so cool. I mean, that was so cool to see how it how it makes the transition from the Spider-Man that you know and love to the animatronic back to him again. And like you said, he, he does those signature moves that make you uh, giggle. You believe it. You <laughs> like, believe it. Yeah, like you, you believe, believe Spider-Man's flipping. The whole thing. If, yep. if I didn't know it was an animatronic before, I could not tell that it was an animatronic. Like it is so lifelike and the movements are so simple, but they're like so elegant as he like goes up and he does like a backflip in the air or something. Like they did such a great job with making it look so real and it's this transition between the real person and the animatronic is seamless. It's so seamless because he just like, the guy's like, all right, I'm going to do a flip. I'm going to do the altitude test. He goes right in and he's like, all right, fine. All right. 
Sharon, you ready? And then he, the animatronic does the flip and he comes right back out. He does his little upside down wall crawl thing. And then he comes out to greet guests and take pictures. It is so, so, so cool. And you have the amazing facade of the web building behind it. And just, they did such a great job with that entire part of the land. It's so incredibly theatrical. And you're right, Nick. You would, And that is not just like this weighted mannequin that they're flipping through the air. It is this brand new technology that uses accelerometers and gyroscopes and laser rangefinders. Like it is a very, very, very advanced piece of technology that you can only imagine where they're going to take it from there. But you're right, because it's it's this show, this performance that sort of happens on multiple layers. Um, in, in different ways and then different levels of interactivity with guests who are waiting to meet Spider-Man as well. Just as a quick aside, that show only takes place during the day, by the way. It does not have, I think the last show is about four o'clock in the afternoon. So if you're waiting to see it at night, you can't. And we'll talk about that when we get to some of our tips. But that actually leads me to, you know, we're talking about, mind you, we haven't even talked about an attraction yet <laughs> because the land is the attraction. Right. Even almost more so. I think part of what sets this land apart and something to really pay attention to is the atmosphere and the, the story is part of it. The characters are part of it. The music is part of it. And, you know, I, I'm one of these people that I pay very close attention to the parks on on different layers from a visual standpoint, from a technological standpoint, from a storytelling, and also from an audio perspective. And I know my kids make fun of me sometimes that I'll stand there with my eyes closed because I want to really just pay attention to what I'm listening to. And Becky, you know, as you start walking from either, you know, Carthay Circle towards Pixar Pier or the other way around, as you start to approach that land, very strategically, that music just starts to bleed in. And just as when you're turning that corner and you catch that first visual out of the corner of your eye, the music starts bleeding in as well. And it is so, it is such a, an, a, a, an elemental part of the overall experience because you can't help but get like pumped up or excited or moved or you hear that piece from you know, Doctor Strange or Avengers Endgame or Captain Marvel or Black Panther. And I love just how well the music plays such an important role in this land. It really does. And it is so, once you get in there, the music drives that feeling. It's upbeat. You're in immersed into the story from the music. But the one thing that I appreciated it for and something that I was actually wondering about because not too far away, is Mater's, which has that music that's going on all the time. And as you walk into Adventures Campus, I was wondering how they would separate that. And they did such a great job of keeping the music contained in the area. And uh, the other thing, too, that you're going to tell the story, but at the first time we had to walk past the entrance, um, we were on our way somewhere else and we weren't ready to quite go into Avengers Campus. So there was this level of averting one's eyes and walking fast and holding up our hands so that we couldn't see, but the music still came through. So there was this feeling of even more excitement because that music was telling us that we were about to enter the Marvel area, which was amazing. And it it, it is so I iconic, right? The music is mm -hmm. so iconic. Uh, Deanna, Nicholas, Marion, any thoughts on 
the background music in the park? What so, I thought was really, ooh. Sorry. Uh, Mar- you go next. Mar- go next. Marion, Deanna, oh. and Nick. Okay. Um, what I thought was really interesting is, of course, when you walk in, that sort of, it really immerses you, that music. But something that I really appreciated was, although the shows were sporadic, I'm kind of bringing it back. Although the shows were sporadic, the music change sort of, like that subtle thing makes you be like, oh, what's going on now? Okay, this is cool. Um, and I think without without that sort of key element, you wouldn't, you know, you'd have to be like, okay, what's happening? Where are they? But with that switch, it instantly takes you out of like oh, wandering mode to like, oh, okay, this is what's happening. Like, this is the vibe. Yeah, Marion, I totally agree with you. Like that switch like happens like instantaneously. And it's almost like you become like a little kid again because like it switches you from like maybe like the Spider-Man music to like the Black Panther music to the, you know, Doctor Strange music. So you get all these elements like and they come at you at all different times. But like each time you hear it, like for me, I got excited like a little bit more each time for all that, all the different music that, that we went through. Nicholas, any thoughts on the music? Like, I agree with everything you guys said. The music, it just, it overtakes you when you walk in and you just get, and the, the soundtrack when you first walk in and just around the land, it's a blending of all the different types of characters that you'll see and all the different like main parts of the land. So you get a little bit of Avengers in there, a little bit of Doctor Strange, a little bit of Spider-Man, a little bit of Ant-Man, like just that nice blend. Just it like when you walk in, you just feel like you feel like a Marvel hero. <laughs> yeah, you feel you you belong. So we sort of hit each other and be like, come on, isn't this cool? Like, right. <laughs> you know, and I was going to say this for later, but I, I'm going to, one of the things I loved, I, I, I'll come back to it because I, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself because um, there's a lot of things that. You're not excited about this at all, are you? No, did not no. a bit. You saw it. I mean, you saw that, I did. that expression on my face, my, you know, the same way I saw it on theirs. But let's sort of, uh, I, I want to, the next thing on my list is also atmospheric. And it specifically refers to not what you hear, but what you see. And, I, and we'll get to some of the Easter eggs and details because it is replete with it. But Avengers Campus is a different park at night. And I oh, think gosh. this yes. park yes. shines brightest at oh. night. And it, it does actually play into your strategy for approaching the park. We'll, we'll obviously talk about the virtual queue and Spider-Man web slingers and the, the need to be there early or again in, in the middle of the day. But that arc reactor that powers that land, when you see it at night and you see the the lights on the, um, um, the, the graffiti on the side of the building and these old buildings that have been repurposed, that Quinjet building when it's illuminated with the blues ah. and the grays and the pims with the yellows. And obviously we've seen Guardians at night, how that looks and how dynamic that the, the visuals are in terms of, of lighting effects. It, this land is spectacular at night, which is why we didn't want to leave. Right. Mm. Anybody thoughts? Uh, just yeah, just feel free to jump in if you have any thoughts. Or it was 
absolutely stunning at night. And I, I would say uh, one of my pro tips has been with Cars Land is to the first time you want to see that land, see it at night. And I almost would say that for this as well, only because it is so impactful with the music and the lighting and it stands out and it, it just has uh, from, from an LD perspective on my end, I walked in there and I was like, wow, this is theatrical. This is beautiful. It is so well done and it catches your eye and draws your eye in different places. And even some hidden locations, which I'm sure we'll talk about later, actually have such a stunning glow to them when you find them. And I think you'd actually find them better at night. Mary, oh, Becky, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. So Becky, I so agree with you. Like the other thing too is, is like what they did with the space. Like it feels like it's such a huge land when it really like is not this big area, but every single time you turn a corner, um, especially I found at night, the, the little intricate de details that they put into all these different areas were spectacular. Mm -hmm. Marion. So something that I really appreciated at night, and this was a recommendation tip from you guys, but, um, and I mean, we'll touch on it, I, I think later, but the Dr. Strange show at night, completely different, different experience from the day. A, it's not as hot, which we all can enjoy, but B, the, I am always like looked into those little details and things, the lighting there, I'm sure I, I didn't see it during the day, but I feel like there are those subtle little, you know, changes, color switches that are definitely more effective at night. And that's what I, I really appreciated. And Mary, just to sort of put this in context, too, you are somebody who does stage management, has been doing it for years in school. And it's something that you want to do going forward. I saw, you know, I look when I when I when I do these things with you, as I'm sure I've said to you in the past, I, I oftentimes watch you as much if not more than I watched the show and I and I saw your mind working and the things that you were paying attention to weren't necessarily the characters that were happening on stage it was the characters of the performance itself the stage and the lighting and even you know I hope you don't mind me saying when the show was over you walked over to the stage manager who was there and talked to her about just how impressed you were with the lighting and the sound effects and some of the other audio visual and, and physical effects that happen in that very small space. Yeah. So my, my friends will even call me a nerd when we're at even Hollywood studios and I'm watching the frozen sing along and I ask, Oh, can we sit in the back row? Cause I want to hear the booth. Um, but I, this, this show, I don't want to spoil it, but it is just so technically impressive. And I think that at night you can really appreciate all the different elements so much more. I mean, if I had the time and if we were able to, I would say, see it twice, see it during the day and see it at night. Cause I'm sure it's a different experience, but um, yeah, I, it was an amazing performance and I really, really enjoyed those technical elements, especially at night. And calling it just to, to be clear, when we call it a theater, it is this very small theater in the round with no seats. Um, it is a it is a sitting slash standing room only. You sit on the ground in front of in this in this sanctum and then can sort of stand uh, in the background on the perimeter. And, and where you sit and stand gives you a different literally a different perspective um, on the on the audio visual. Uh, Nicholas, you wanted to add something? 
I just also have to agree with the lighting in just the entire land. The lighting, and that's what makes the entire land at night for me. Just the way that everything is illuminated, like the just the simple little things, like the back of the Avengers A being illuminated, and the arc reactor at night having this light blue glow and even just when you walk in the sign that says avengers campus at night i would say it's better to take a picture with it at night than during the day because just those little bit of light just helps so much and make it so much cooler than you would ever think just that little bit of backlighting on the quinjet and behind where they do the shows and even in and outside of Pim Test Kitchen, just everything looks and feels so much cooler at night because of those little lighting. Yeah, or look, remember, like any Disney park, we are on stage, and there is a there is a, a an incredibly talented team of of their artists who are able to make that land really, I mean, literally and figuratively shine at night. Um, it, it is worth going to and going back to just at night um, and which will actually lead me to the next thing that's on my list is that again this land has quote unquote two attractions it's got guardians it's got web slingers I completely disagree because I think there are so many many experiences there and I'm not normally one who makes a point to stop and do this but the photo opportunities both in the land and in the exterior elements and i'll explain what i mean by that are awesome like i love it when i when i say some of the exterior elements it the land really does sort of continue on past the land itself beyond the confines of guardians of the galaxy whereas you get past um, um the the old um aladdin theater and down to where the old spider-man meet and greet used to be in that section that is unused for the most part right now on one side of um, Monsters, Inc., there are probably one, two, there's probably five or six different photo opportunities out there, some of which we found by accident. There is a Miss Minutes. There was Black Panther, a, a great WandaVision setup. Uh, Captain Marvel, the jet is over there. There's also some of the Disney characters sort of cosplaying and wearing, uh, not, not really cosplaying, they're, they're more of like Disney bounding as some of their favorite characters. There's some on stage. We'll, we'll talk about the store and some of the photo opportunities that are in the store as well. So this bleeding over of the land beyond sort of the four corners of it really also is not just things to do, but some of the great photo opportunities there, including one that we had so much fun with, this, um, this great optical illusion in the ancient sanctum as well. Anybody favorite favorite photo opportunity that you had that you took advantage? Of? And this is not even including just taking pictures of the characters as they're walking around, as they're on stage or performing their show. So one photo opportunity that I really, I mean, I took many photos, Instagram, you can see. Anyway, um, <laughs> one that I really enjoyed was one that I didn't actually post on Instagram. And it was at night. Uh, as we were leaving Avengers Campus, there there's a, a photographer um, near the Avengers A arc reactor um, area. And I watched this photographer with the family in front of us. It was like the most magical moment. Take pictures of each 
child of the family in front of us and assign them all a superhero. And they got like this whole Avengers photo shoot in front of the A. And I just know that those are going to be pictures that they savor like forever because that was like the purest moment ever. I, I really enjoyed that. And it's a really awesome photo opportunity, but even like, I don't know, that cast member too, like made that experience. And I think that that's so important. Um, but that's something that I just think is very iconic. And we've seen that more than once. We've seen cast members really going above and beyond in terms of making that simple photo, something special. Anybody else thoughts on photos, Becky? Well, I think you could actually spend quite a few hours just taking pictures, especially at night in that location. Um, I, I particularly appreciate, all right, don't laugh. You're going to laugh, but I'm just going to bring it up now. Anyway, my favorite picture is of the web garbage cans. <laughs> that is, that's my favorite photo op in the entire land was, was being How able to hang out. Did you and I say we want, and Disney literally sells like in, in world and land, they sell miniature versions of like the yes. land garbage. Those red garbage cans with the red with the white lettering and yes. that's normally the tables that we eat on. It's yes. only appropriate that we have. I agree. They're I, I think uh, what I want to do is take the other ones from one of the other lands and spray paint them. I think we can hand paint a whole bunch of salt and pepper shakers that are garbage cans from other lands until these show up. But that was that was one of my favorite photo ops. But uh, it, chasing down the the characters, um, the buildings themselves. Uh, not to give it away, but there's some areas that especially at night just shine and are, are screaming. I'm Instagrammable. Um, and then I know we will get to this later, but also the food is pretty darn slow. Down. I know. Don't, don't take me off. You were, asking, you were asking about <laughs> photography and I spent a lot of time. There's, there's a lot of, a lot of Google photos space on food from that land. FYI. There was a lot of don't, Anybody touch anything? Touch. We need to <laughs> photograph this first. Marion, God, you wanted to add something? Sorry, final blurb. You did not go to Avengers Campus unless you got a photo with Loki. If that means you spend the extra few minutes to wait for him, you you have to get a picture with Loki. And he was great. That, that's like, it. Yeah, he was Loki. very cool. One of the things I really loved about that, because clearly they're setting it up for social distancing in the current situation, right? But when they had Loki up on, on the standing area, the cast members, the handlers, quote unquote, were saying, Loki will choose you. He will choose to pick on you, which is actually perfect for the character. And in a way, I hope that stays even afterwards, because his the, the, the character, especially the president Loki, the way he did it was amazing the way that they um you know spun the story and you know what to, to the point about social distancing you're right because even the ones that are literally and physically distanced on you know the the the, the quinjet stage up, up even the ones that are closer to you whether it is loki black widow some of the ones that are doing some of these walk around they're very intentional about trying to make the eye contact as much as possible. So you feel like you get that one-on-one -on -one experience, much like the cavalcades do in Walt Disney World. Look, I, I don't even think that's, there was one point where we were standing was when the Dora Milaje, one of them got on a little bit of sort of a, a mini stage, which is kind of a seating area. As she was coming off stage and she sort of shot me this look, I felt I wanted to sort of do the, the crossed arm Wakanda forever thing in return because you feel like they don't have to say a word 
and you're sort of having that little interaction with them. But others got to get up and talk to Loki and talk to Black Widow and, and had those couple of minutes that are going to be some of the ones that I think people take away most. Yeah. And and remember how impressed we were watching um, Iron Becky Man? Becky run after Thor? Yes. Well, I never saw you run before. So, <laughs> Thor, Thor was a little far away. I wasn't actually able to climb up the wall. I, I think that would have got me in trouble or kicked out. So I didn't quite go that way. But the, um, the Iron Man one where the conversation's real. It's not... Yeah six things that he's just going to say over and over the the conversation was really the conversation with the person that was in line for the photo op. So I was really impressed with that. All right. So let's move on to um, let's move on to something else. Now you can see, of course you got me thinking about food right now, but we'll, we'll shocker we'll, like you weren't before. <laughs> Come on. We'll hang out so, one of the things that we didn't do, but I feel like needs to be mentioned, because we talked about it in terms of, oh, this is probably something that's going to come next. And and I was negligent in not testing it myself. I mentioned how, well, as the land continues to grow and, and, and iterate, much like Galaxy's Edge, there will likely be a little bit more of a uh, of an interactive element. And I didn't realize that it's already there. Because the Play Disney Parks app has unique in-park experiences and activities that are interactive with the campus. And the more you explore, the more fun you're going to find and sort of get, you can earn these new different digital achievements and play Avengers Campus themed trivia as they continue to roll out on the free app, which is available for iOS as well as for Google Play. So now Why I didn't feel, you tell us that? I, I talked <laughs> oh about my it gosh. Of, I guess this is coming in the future because I didn't I just didn't think about it to check or look on the map, I which is where either. it says download the Play Disney Parks app to explore Avengers Campus. So now I never even we, saw it either. Yeah, it's something that we have well, but look, it, it gives you, you know, Deanna, you mentioned the land being relatively small in terms of square footage that it, it takes up but there's a lot to do and a lot to experience in terms of the fact that they maximized this space so very well and that's just one more layer on there that we just didn't get to experience i mean it's so true like i know you want to talk about all these easter eggs but you know, as you walk through and you see all these little intricate details, I won't say any of the details because I know one of them that you're probably going to mention on when we were over by Spider-Man that you pointed out to us and we were all like, oh my goodness, that is so cool. Um, but like just the little things, like you're so right. Like it just, they never, every single corner you turned, even though it was so like such a small like area on scale, it was there's just so much detail. I'm trying to think where I want to go next because I, I, I want to get to the food and I also want to get to the attractions. Um, and, and I'm going to save merch for after because I think that they are um, very much connected. All right, let's get to the, to the, you know, literal, literally the 500 pound chicken sandwich in the room um, and the food that is available throughout Avengers campus. Um, there is the PIM test kitchen, the PIM test tasting lab, the not one, but two shawarma palaces, as well as Terran treats. And we actually 
went to the PIM test kitchen and will do a full, we did, we will do a full review of what to do everything on the menu because that's the only way to do it. Uh, Becky and I, you also, you and I also went there for breakfast one morning mm-hmm. and without spoiling anything too much, chances are you may have heard, you know, the PIM test kitchen just like Ant-Man and the Wasp use PIM particles to grow and shrink about anything. Well, they use it to grow and shrink food there. And sometimes when you hear things like that and you see pictures of a giant chicken sandwich with an itty bitty little bun, as well as <laughs> a, a humongously large pretzel and small sizes things, you say, well, is this going to be fun size? It is, but not at the expense of flavor, which is the thing that sort of surprised me most. Because a lot of times I'll use you know, novelty donuts or novelty cupcakes that are great for the gram, but don't necessarily aren't the most tasty thing in the world or just full of sugar and sprinkles and all kinds of things on top. We found this to be a very different um, experience. Um, It's super well-themed. All of the lab workers wear lab coats. The food is served on lab note paper. There are themed cocktails as well there are snacks desserts entrees kid meal kids meals drinks not just alcoholic but they have these great um coca-cola freestyle machines as well as a drink that comes right out of the movies which is the hulk-sized pingo doce novelty sipper which is this gigantic it's like a 72 ounce souvenir cup that you could uh, take we didn't take nicholas did you have the pingo doce it's sort of a a lime vanilla gamma they were out drink. of it when we went that's right that's right um right it, and that's the one that stan lee and his cameo drank in the hulk was the pingo doce right yeah and there was also a poster for it in ant-man nice <laughs> nice um but in addition- fun fact, sorry, wait, fun fact about that drink I saw on TikTok, don't say TikTok doesn't teach you anything, that on <laughs> actually a lot, I mean, at the PIM test kitchen, you can, there's like a button that you press and it gives you that drink, like title and all everything. It's the whole experience. But on any Coke freestyle machine, you can actually make the Pingo Doce like formula it's online and you like scan your app or something and they can make it like on any freestyle machine which i thought was cool Oh, that's cool that is cool that is super cool Mm -hmm. um there's also the shawarma palace and shawarma palace 2 which is located on hyperion boulevard just outside the gates of guardians of the galaxy that is the pro tip go to that one because there's usually not a line there we had it we loved loved and my daughter's even on we loved the shawarma the only thing we didn't get to do was go back for breakfast it's called new york's tastiest for a reason it was really really good they had a chicken shawarma and garlic or the impossible they also have an impossible one as well marion you had the impossible shawarma right yes and i try to eat plant-based as much as i can um, but I actually preferred the impossible. It was a cauliflower falafel, I want to say. But what makes it, I don't think the sauce is vegan, but the sauce, they give you a tzatziki, I believe, 
you have to get the sauce. And I would almost recommend to get extra sauce. The sauce is like changing the whole experience. I dug the New York tastiest. That was that was super yummy. Like, mm-hmm. and that's the one thing I regret regret not going back for Nicholas. Yeah, so the shawarma, like the regular chicken option, it has the it has this like nice like kick to it that's not too intense to where like it would be like, oh my gosh, I need a drink of water right after I eat it. But like it's a nice spice and with that little bit of garlic flavor, and when you dip it in the tzatziki, it makes the entire thing. The shawarma is one of, if not the best thing you can get inside Avengers Campus. I said it. Uh- Nick, I don't disagree with you. Becky's going, I regret not having shawarma. Well, no, I had shawarma. She remember? With us. That was my first shawarma. Yes. That's right. That right yes. was your first shawarma. Yes. That's and right. and it, it had a little kick to it. I I am not a fan of spice, but That's that right. I can handle. And the the sauce actually did a really good job of cutting the spice. Yeah. So if anybody's a, a spice chicken like I am, just just heap on that, <laughs> that sauce and it's good. The one thing I was going to add, though, going back, back for a second and i know we don't want to talk about that because we already did but for the breakfast the thing that drew me to breakfast was the fact that there's an entree called the calculated breakfast equals e times two plus b plus p slash t and you just have to have it even though you don't know what it is it's it's a it's a calculation therefore it became i need that just to figure out what it equals and i did and it was fabulous breakfast was actually really good you got that i got the french toast this giant sized french toast but let's talk about it becky the thing that we loved were these it was a giant piece of whatever like a giant piece of french toast and an itty bitty teeny tiny little egg <laughs> like it's maybe the egg was maybe it was a fried egg that was maybe the size of a quarter where do they make chickens that small? This is what I want to know because that, that is itty, itty, teeny, tiny, itty bitty. And I had one on mine too. So the, the breakfast I had were eggs, two ways, bacon, uh, potato bites, and the kasha toast. And on top of the toast was that itty, teeny, tiny, little bitty egg, which just give me that all day. I, I thought that that was fantastic. And it, it matched the theming and it was perfect. And the the um, the toast you had was the ever-expanding Cinepim toast. Yes. So that big, huge piece, and it looked like it, like somebody had um, – looked like a Chia Pet in a way. I you know, I, you I, throw I some water on it, me. and there it goes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it, it was a good breakfast choice. And in, I know how fond you and I are of flows for breakfast. Mm-hmm. This is pretty darn close. I, was, it would be yeah. hard for me to choose between the two. And I, I will quickly say, as long as we're just touching back on Pim's, uh, they are still doing the um, mobile ordering, not just here, but throughout all the Disney parks, which at first, when it was first introduced, I was like, that's fine. I prefer to just go up and do my thing. It's really become this wonderful. It's not an inconvenience as much as I find it to be a convenience, especially if you know you're heading to Avengers Campus. You want to place your order. You just hit the button and let them know that you're there. And then two minutes later, it's ready. It's really saving a lot of time waiting in the queue that you don't need to spend anymore. Um, the last thing I'll say about food is over at uh, Terran Treats. Becky, did I miss something? Yes, kind of on the mobile ordering. I just want to throw out something really quick that Disneyland is really starting to focus on mobile ordering a lot. So it, uh, 
I mean, just even mentioning going to get cozy cones for the 17th time that you had to have cozy cones, you, it doesn't say you have to mobile order, but you have to mobile order. If you would just walk up to the, uh, to the window, they're going to look at you and say, did you mobile order, sir? And like Lou said, no. And she says, please go mobile order and come back. So if you're going to visit Disneyland, make sure you do that. But more importantly for, um, for kind of anywhere, but definitely in Adventures Campus, mobile ordering windows close quickly. So if you want lunch at one o'clock, try to order your lunch about nine or 10 a.m. So you get the window you want because those windows go fast. And once they're gone, you can't just walk up unless you stand in a standby line, which sometimes is an hour long. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I would mention with, were the Terran treats by Tanalir Tavon outside of Guardians of the Galaxy. They have two items currently there, the Sweet Spiral Rations and the Purple Cosmic Cream Orb, which um, we didn't love. It, it had this weird texture and consistency. The Sweet Spiral Ration that we had was this it was a pineapple it was like a sweet pineapple but it was green i don't normally like super sweetie stuff and i know i say it all the time but then i end up eating it but it's true but what i found out and i did not realize at the time is that they're seasonal so right now it's green and pineapple but it comes in seasonal colors and flavors so Right now, it sort of feels like a churro and a Dole Whip had a little green baby, but later on in the year, <laughs> it's going to be a different color and a different flavor. I hope so. Uh, the green thing, it just wasn't, I don't know. I, I wasn't a fan of either of them, really, it and I like nice, sweets. So. You know what? It was a nice little bit of sweetness to cut some of the spiciness guess, of the shawarma. Well, for me, like we said, we had it after the shawarma. So it, take one and divide it between four people. Sure. Yeah. I, I don't yeah, think no, I, I could eat, eat a whole one by one. myself. Yeah. On like a cozy cone where I could eat two. But that's uh, mm. the other thing I want to quickly mention about the food is currently because the, the Hyperion Theater is closed. There was a ton, a ton of great themed seating in the shade back there too, which was a nice way to get out of the sun. We were able to sit together and find seats, no problem. So that was really nice. Even if you weren't able to find spots by the Pim Test Kitchen, or if you're just grabbing a shawarma or a snack, there were plenty of places and tables to eat as well. Before we move on, anybody else thoughts on food? No, you want to, you want to get to, you want to get to the good stuff. All right, let's get to, um, let's get to the, attractions you know what all right let's get to spider-man let's let's get to spider-man look we could do an entire show just about spider i am spider-man and i've always wanted to say that but that's how i felt when i got onto this attraction which thankfully for lou mangello has no height requirement you are according to story invited to attend this open house at the worldwide engineering brigade where peter and the rest of the web tech team are demonstrating their spider bots as things go in Disney and Marvel stories, things go horribly wrong and awry when the spider spots start to get stuck in this replication loop. Uh, they call in Spider-Man. For some reason, Peter Parker's phone rings, which is odd, and he needs <laughs> us to help him save the day. I, I, flames. Fr I don't know where to begin. I don't know where, because... The attraction begins as all attractions, good attractions do. It begins in the land. It goes into the queue. The queue is just, it is a treasure trove 
It is a treasure trove of Easter eggs, and we'll talk about Easter eggs separately. But the way it, and again, the more times we wrote it, the more we learned about how you're literally going underground under the Avengers campus, which is why you're going into these different rooms and buildings like the Pym Test Kitchen, the headquarters, and the Collector's Fortress. We also started learning some different techniques and some strategies as we went through. But Deanna, Nicholas, Marion, and Becky, give me your thoughts on Spider-Man Web Slingers. Okay, so I'll go first with this. Web Slingers is like if... Toy Story Mania and like all of these play like game factor rides were like dri- driven up to 11 to the max because Spider-Man is so the way that it was done with the interactivity and different things you can do and just the way that you're you like you feel like you're interacting with the world like because when you're in, when you get into the ride you get your glasses and there's this little camera above you and it tracks where your arms move. So you have to move your arms and do the little web sling motion in order to shoot your webs. And like, and there are so many other things you can do in the ride. Like there are little side objectives, side objectives that you can do that will get you more points into the ride. And you, you can become part of Avengers campus because it'll track your entire team score. And at the end Let's say you get one million points. You could tech. You could be the best of the day or the best of the month, and your name will be on the board in the web supplier's store, which I think is so so cool because you could be like a piece of Avengers Campus that stays there for that entire month. Nick, it sounds because, like you're talking from experience of having a top score of the day. I mean, we not to brag or anything. We <laughs> did get best of the day. On Spider-Man, so I think I am certified an expert. Well, and look, I think you make a, a, an interesting point, Nicholas, because one, the scope, the, the physical scope of the screens is much wider. It is in all, it is in your entire field of view and field of vision, even not like in a 90 degree box, but more like 180 degree. I mean, you have to literally turn your head from left to right in order to see everything. But more importantly, Unlike Toy Story, which has this element, but not as much so because you really are competing for an individual score, this is really about teamwork. And in order to get some of these chain reaction spider bots to start doing what they're doing and having this explosive energy and shielding, etc., you need to work together as a team. Um, it's not required, but it des- definitely is helpful and as we started to figure that out, our collective, our individual and collective scores started to go up. Uh, Marion and Deanna and Becky. Um. Okay. So this ride, I again literally had no idea what to expect. I tried not to look at anything, and I just sort of walked in blind. The queue totally puts you in the in the vibe, in the mindset. There, are, Nick knows more than I do, but there were a bunch of Easter eggs, and it was really cool i really enjoy it like makes it more fun um once you get into the ride you're like hmm okay putting on the glasses this is going to be very standard it's not standard you walk out and your shoulders and like arms are sore because you're working you're off that it, and you work off you that are like if i say train before you come because 
it's it's there are a lot of spider bots and you have to get all of them and i i didn't even know that it was an interactive ride before coming here like i literally tried to know nothing um and it really exceeded my expectations it really is like toy story but it's better because it's spider-man and yeah i thought it was really cool too how i didn't notice until after riding it a few times you are going around the campus you're starting um and you're going to you know to vaughn and you get to smash the little box thingies and then things come out of the other things and then you smash those things and then that creates more stuff um but i really liked it i like how your experience is different every time too okay (laughs) (laughs) there's so much about this attraction um, but, but the number one thing is that, yes, my arms still hurt and it's <laughs> 10 days later, I am still putting like Ben Gay on my arms because they still hurt. But I, I actually, I need more info about this ride because clearly there are some elements that require teamwork to be able to actually get higher scores. It just seems like it's in there. I think by the last time I wrote it, I was actually paying attention to what the narrative behind us in the car was telling us, which probably was a clue to what we should have been targeting and aiming for. Um, you, you get so excited about what you're doing and hoping you're not going to hit the people next to you that you kind of forget what you're seeing because the whole premise is that you're actually underneath Avengers campus and you're going through and popping up into different scenes that are inside Avengers campus, but you're so focused on the spider bots and the things you're targeting that there's a whole bunch of story there that I think you need to ride several times in order to really get the full storyline of, of what's happening. Um, the other thing that I would mention too, is that none of us got the little extra add-on that they're selling the little extra web slinger. So I, I don't think you technically need it, but in all honesty, I still want it. I, I'm, I may have to end up getting one of those eventually just to do it, especially if my arms are still hurting when I go back. Um, but it really is one of those attractions that is different every time that you want to do with your friends and family. And I just want to go on it again. So I wanted to to bring that up uh, about the the web tech accessories for a couple reasons. One, I like you all, I did not pay attention to reviews that were coming out when the attraction first opened. I wanted to see with I didn't want to know anything, but I could not help but hear and and get questions about and hearing people complain about the fact, well, now you have to buy these additional accessories in order to have the full experience. Let's be very clear. None of us bought it or tried any of the web tech accessories. You do not need them to have the full experience. Let me be clear. You do not need to have it to have the full experience. I I analogize this, and Nicholas, you you can chime in with me, to microtransactions in games. You don't need to buy the skin, the upgrade. It might be cool, and unless you're trying to get like the score of the year or just sort of see what it unlocks, but you don't need it. And in fact, I didn't want it for the first few times because I wanted to just have the experience the way it was supposed to be. You can purchase and power up 
a web power band, and it features an attraction mode that unlocks things like multi-fire webs. You can have, you can sort of find your own powers and add different web tech, and you can change your powers on the attractions based on the accessories that you buy to Spider-Man, Iron Man, Ghost Spider, which really is more like a... Um, an electro web. Yeah, um, or rescue. So based on the colors and the different powers that they have, but you don't need them. You know, And it's sort of like there's two parts to an accessory. You need like the web power band, and then you need that secondary piece that has either the repulsors or the other webs. But I didn't feel at all like I was missing out on anything. And in fact, I was sort of happy because like you said, Becky, your arms are so tired from physically swinging those webs that I needed to be unencumbered. So I could have the, <laughs> yeah, the full range no of motion. No doubt. The, uh, the other thing too, Lou was you like, as you looked at your screen and your score, there were all different colored bots and each different colored bot got you either a higher score or something else. Um, so if you looked at that, like, I think the yellow bot at the time when we were there gave you like a higher score than getting just the little red bots. Right. Red so, would give you bonus points. Blue, which right, right. means are about to, to replicate. Green would explode. And that, that yellowish gold had this special heat shield. So you'd get more points if you got it, depending on what color that they were. Right. And Marion is so right. Like some of the best advice is you need to train <laughs> for sure. For Ow. sure. Yeah, Ow. for sure. And the, I, I also want to say like I when I came in, I again didn't um, watch anything on YouTube or social or anything. And just to see your reaction and Nicholas's reaction and Mar Marion's reaction was just so wonderful because we're just all such Marvel fans and to see you guys like react that way to this ride it was awesome yeah I mean look before we came we we brought carry-ons right and we said look I know at some point I'm gonna need to buy a suitcase to bring back the stuff including like I'm sure that my son <laughs> slash I are going to want or I wasn't sure if we were going to need one of these web tech power bands but Nick we didn't we definitely did not. I don't think you need the web technologies to have a good time or do anything. Like, like you said, as someone who spent who's spent a lot of money on microtransactions in games, like, do you need them? No. Can it sometimes make it easier, or can you maybe earn a few more points? Absolutely. But it is not need for you. It does not make you enjoy the ride any more or any less than you would without buying them. It's more just like if you want a different power or if you're willing to spend the money and if you really want to get that top, like you do not need it to get the top score, but it will make it easier. Like, so if you get together your friends, you're like, all right, we're going to get the top score. It might be a little easier if you go and buy the web tech accessories because they do add a bonus for when you go on the ride. So it is not needed, but it does help make it easier if your arms are tired or you just want to get the most amount of points possible, but you do okay. not need it. Like I said, I don't need it. I want it. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Me too. It Me too. Now I just want it. Now I just yeah. want to. Know. And there is, I mean, right. there's, there's, there's a, there's a toy aspect. There's a play aspect. To right. It, even mm -hmm. beyond 
the Iron Man one, you can like float a little ball and a little ball will like levitate in your hand and they all like light up and do special things. So it's more than just a power up. It's actually like a toy that you can play with. Right. See, Nicholas is already making the play like that. This is right. why I need one next time uh, I go back. And that, okay. that's going to lead us into a conversation about merchandise. But one thing I did want to add um, and was actually one of the things specific on my list about Web Slingers is... This attraction, like many others that we are starting to see, uses the virtual queue. We went and look, there's no way to, to determine how what the park capacity is or was when we went. Look, we went in July. It's summertime. The park was crowded. We were able to get the um, a boarding group every morning that we tried that we were there that had we had reservations for Disney California Adventure. So the way it works here is you need to have, obviously, your park reservation for DCA at 7 a.m. You can be at home. You could be in your car, in your room. Much like Rise of Resistance, you're able to try and get a boarding group um, from wherever you are. And there's certain, you know, there's no tricks, but there's certain strategies that you should try and start doing in terms of refreshing at 6.59, etc. There's a second opportunity to get it. You must be in park at noon. But we were very fortunate in that we were able to get it for us every single day and I, I I was happy that we didn't have the experience of, of obviously not everybody does get it but I, I tell this because it is possible to do and the fact that you have two opportunities throughout the day does make it a, a little bit easier was throwing the caveat out there that you do have to be on it at seven I mean it's it's like minutes not hours not that they sell minutes. out it's seconds yeah I mean, seconds. It, 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 it's seconds um, yeah. it, it, there is you have 30 seconds at most, most. it's mean, most there's, likely there's almost a gamification of the virtual yeah game, just trying to get on um I recommend not being on Disney Wi-Fi be on your mm-hmm. cell and close everything else out on your phone and just continue to refresh that boarding group loading page at, at 659. Yeah, and make sure that everybody in your party that you want there is actually pre-selected. Get rid of anybody who's not there so you don't have to futz with that um, where you have to, you know, unclick, go back and unclick somebody because they're not there. So just set it up beforehand and you have a pretty good chance of getting it. So every great attraction ends as it should in a gift shop and uh, Avengers Campus is... No exception. There are actually three different locations where you can get merchandise uh, in and around Avengers Campus. There is the Collector's Warehouse at the end of Mission Breakout. Web Suppliers, which is near the exit and entrance of uh, Spider-Man. And the Campus Supply Pod as well. And let's just call it out. There's some pretty cool merch that you can get there. I think we've all seen the... Uh, remote control spider bots and the different upgrades that are available for that. Uh, The Iron Man infinity gauntlet cup holder was one that seemed to be very, very popular. It literally is an infinity gauntlet that has a cup sort of locked into the, the palm of the hand. It lights up and it does all kind of things like that. But there was a lot of people probably with very sweaty right arms just sort of carrying their infinity gauntlet, but it's cool, man. It it's a cool thing. I had to sort of, you know, take a second pause and not let myself go in and get it. Um, There were some cool Spider-Man light goggles that have these like 20 different expressions um, that look like Spider-Man's eyes. There are smaller spider bots. There's a ton of soft goods in terms of 
um, clothes and hats, things for adults and kids. Uh, just go around the horn, any of you, in terms of merchandise either that you got for yourself, anything that stuck out to you, um, anything that you really liked as well. I remember the shawarma shirt. <laughs> Man, we were close to getting that. I one. really <laughs> wanted that shirt. I looked it at just, it and I looked at it again and I looked at it again and thought, ah. It's a simple blue shirt that says shawarma on it. With the first A is the Avengers logo. We're like, oh my God, we need that. Gotta have that. But we didn't walk away with that. I think my favorite thing are those silly, stupid little spider bots. I, I am so... Um, drawn to them for some reason, the cute little toy, and they have they have two different sizes. So you got the big, huge one that can battle, and you got the little ones. And I really thought they were so cute, exactly what they wanted to do. I was thinking about them since I saw them at D twenty three, and to have them sitting there available for purchase was they they had my number there. They knew exactly how to target me and make me open my wallet because I had to have that silly spider bot. So, um, oh, Nick, go. Okay, I agree with this, but like the teeny tiny little spider bot is so cute. Like, and he's like not that expensive compared to the bigger one. Like, the small one is 25, the bigger one is 80, but the bigger one can do like battles and you can like customize it with like different like armor based off different heroes but the teeny tiny one is so cute he's still he's sitting here right on my desk and he's just this cute little and, and i love it about, so much Paul, he's probably about the size of of an adult hand you know he's, yeah he's a, he's a pretty substantial size and then there's one other thing that i like that i don't think a lot of people are taking a look at they sell these little die cast replicas of like significant vehicles inside of the marvel universe like there's the black panther ship there's the quinjet that you see on top of the building and then there's this this little truck that you see and you could take pictures with in the land and for 15 bucks they're really high quality they come with a really nice stand and they just look perfect like on a desk or on a shelf i think that those have a really great value for what they are and how they look and how they feel i like those too because i like small items like that that are easily displayable like you can put them on your desk you can put them you know, somewhere and it doesn't need um, a, a lot of space. And the the pro tip that I, I think we almost sort of found by accident that because when you walk into the land, the Web Slinger store is there. You know about the store that you exit out of of Guardians, but quote unquote off campus, meaning in the large empty building that used to be the home of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Play it next to uh, Monsters Inc is the Stage 17 Backlot Premiere Shop, which is this nearly, it almost has like invisible blue paint on the outside, like you're not supposed to see it. And save for a few posters on the outside and a cast member, you wouldn't know that there's anything in there. But right. you walk down this theatrical red carpet and there's this reveal of this door and Spider-Man is there and photo ops and there's this huge building with any and all of the Marvel slash Avengers Campus merchandise you could imagine, including things that you can't find anywhere else. There were some great statues there, some soft goods that were there, no lines at all, a ton of checkout registers as well. We spent a lot of time. There's also a couple of cool photo opportunities uh, in there as well. There's a couple of, there's a, a large pretzel and Pingo Doce drink that's there, a cool Avengers logo. But that's really where we did 
most of our shopping with no lines and no weights because it was just it was so big and so expensive. And I think a lot of people just don't think to go there. I know we didn't. I remember it was uh, somebody who was there that pointed out that the shop actually existed. And even the first day when you and I were there looking around, we walked right past it and and didn't even realize that there was a shop there until uh, until everybody arrived. And that's also where we found Miss Minutes too. That we had no idea that it was hidden back there in that in that corner. I love so it, it's it's kind of cool that you discover these things. But that shop, if you just go into the shops that are in Adventures Campus themselves, they're small, tiny little, you know, stores, take the time, look through that store, sure. But when you're going to purchase, go back to stage 17, because that's where you're going to get the majority of the merchandise all the way back to the old comic books and the old, there's a ton of Marvel merchandise that you wouldn't even know was there unless you went to see it. Yeah. So... The, the the sort of the last ish thing on, on our top 10 list is one that maybe in the interest of time, I'm not going to go through everyone individually because there are so many. But whether you are a casual fan, you've watched every movie or you've read all the comic books and know all of the little details, Easter eggs, Easter eggs are everywhere. And I You can spend the day just looking at signs, walls, buildings, queues, attractions, claw machines, desks, posters, and find some of your favorite references to not just the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but Miles Morales, what used to be in this location before Disneyland was even there. You'll find reference to some of not just the characters, but the actors that portray them. There are some references to characters that we haven't seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as yet, but I think might be coming. Nicholas, you know exactly, I think, who I'm talking about in the queue of Spider-Man. There are references to WDI. There's hidden Funko Pops. There's blueprints. There's references to things that you've seen in going back to Captain America, the first Avenger. Um Peggy Carter, Jarvis, um, dates on the Quinjet. Even the shawarma cart has his own collection of Easter eggs there. Um, Outside Pim Test Kitchen, like the menu boards are giant cell phones that occasionally receive text messages from the Avengers. Like I love that piece. You That's so you're funny. like, doo, 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 and you're like, why is the, the menu board making noise? And you'll see Natasha Romanoff is texting somebody that was very cool Um, and one of the things that we talked about while we were there and i didn't realize at the time but in the interest of science i did a little bit more digging we talked about how when we walked over to uh and you know what wait maybe we're gonna do hold on show idea top 10 easter eggs in avengers (laughs) campus done okay stay tuned it's coming Oh, maybe I shouldn't talk about this one. All right, I'm going to save this one. But in addition to the story about why that sort of cosmic goo is there and because that that tower was sort of brought over by Tonnelier Tavon, that is one of the coolest old school Easter eggs that when I heard it just clicked and I absolutely love and I applaud 
Imagineering for putting in. It is one that is, um, it's an homage and it's meaningful and I dig it. And I'm going to save that for our top 10 Easter eggs in Avengers Campus. Um, Deanna was just saying that, that there's, yeah, there's the tree that sort of, so, and I think this one we, we've, we've seen a lot. There's a, that the, there's a tree that has been uh, affected by gamma radiation because there's a, a little gamma leak outside of one of the buildings. But was there an Easter egg that you guys saw that was just put a smile on your face or was sort of a, a wow moment for you, Marion? Okay, so first I have to admit, Nick and Dad, you guys are much better at noticing these things than me because you know a lot more than I do. But something that it's cool. Yes, it does. Um, But something that I really, really liked was in the I have to say the Spider-Man pre-show like it. It's mind blowing. It's amazing. But the amount of Easter eggs in that room like you're going to have to stand in a different spot every time you go in in order to just see a quarter of them. Like there are so many and you have to like next time you should bring like binoculars so you can actually like look into all the little nooks and crannies where everything is, which I just thought I really appreciated that. Um, and oh, my goodness, there was. Oh, oh, something that I really liked. Oh, I don't know if I should save it now that you're saying to but I really liked it. So I'm going to say it. Um, when, as soon as you walk in, you see the giant web building and this beautiful art graffiti, colorful explosion of beauty. And you're like, Oh my gosh, so cool. Spiderbots, adorable photo op. Love it. And then in the corner, you see a little signature and I'm walking by. I'm like, Oh, that's cute. They used a little local artist and they signed it. Like, that's so nice. And then you were like, Hmm, that's Miles Morales, which I thought was really cool. Not a local artist, but like better because it was, I thought that was really cool. Okay, it that's it. Cool. It was very, very cool. And again, put a smile on my face. Nicholas, what about you? All right. So I think my favorite Easter egg, well, like this is multiple Easter eggs, but just. Wait, wait, save it for the top 10 because maybe I'll but invite you to join so me. cool. <laughs> I just want to. Okay. Yeah, I'm one. just going to say. So for web there, they brought together this team to make the web slinger vehicle, which is the ride vehicle that you ride in, in web slingers. And some of the characters there, like you look at them and you're like, Oh, they're just random people that they brought in for this. That's cool. But if you do a little bit more digging and if you know your comics, you will look at those names and you will know exactly who some of them are and i want to say who they are but if you are going to do another show i think i'll just say it for that we're going to so, do another show and i promise to have you on it how's that done deal and done. i will say that it is and i hate to sort of tease but a part of the fun is the tease that easter egg is so cool um yeah it's there are many Easter eggs just in the team alone. Yeah. Just um, in that little team. Deanna and then Becky, any sort of Easter eggs or sort of cool detail that you saw that popped out for you? So one of the coolest things was when you did, uh, when you walked in um, to go onto the ride, they had this 
amazing wall of um, student lockers that had all different, like for all different um, characters, which I thought was really cool. And I thought that was a, a cool Easter egg there. There were so many. It's really hard to pinpoint. So I'm, and assuming that there's going to be another show with more information about the Easter eggs, I'm going to go with something a little bit more generic. But the thing that made me smile, besides seeing Thor, was the little spider bots <clears throat> that throughout the land in different places, there's a little spider bot that's up against a wall somewhere that's been webbed and attached to the wall. And there's they're on and they're they're beeping like help me help me from the old <laughs> from the old movie, and I just I wanted to reach up and get the poor little spider bot out of the web to free him, but there's several of those kind of dotted throughout the land, and each time I saw one, it, it made me smile. All right, so the the, and I know we're we're going long, but one of the things I want to just briefly touch on for Avengers Campus is there is so much to do um there are there are whether you get on web slingers or not they, there's there's so much but i wanted to sort of speculate a little bit about what might be next we talk about how that not only is avengers campus being developed for the walt disney studios park in disneyland paris but hong kong disneyland as well Avengers Campus is also opening in phases, right? It started off with with the web, the Worldwide Engineering Brigade, but we also know that in the second phase, Avengers Headquarters is going to house a new e-ticket Avengers Quinjet experience, which we do not have any sort of possible opening day. We just know that we're going to board that Quinjet and fly to Wakanda and other locations as well team up with the Avengers, fight alongside them to save the world once again. We don't know specifically who the villains might be. There's been rumors and speculation about uh, who or what it could be. We wonder if if what is happening in the Marvel Cinematic and Television Universe might poten- potentially impact or affect or even change that as well uh, we know that in france same thing too they have uh heroic encounters and they've got a, a headquarters and iron man themed renovation of rock and roller coaster is coming they are getting their own web slinger as well as a heroic encounter facility called the mission control center and in hong kong they have ant-man and the wasp nano battle becky we need to go back Iron Man experience, a tech showcase, and a heroic encounter. They, too, are going to be getting an Avengers Quinjet experience. But as we were walking through and talking about great utilization of the relatively small repurposed space that was Bugs Land, I cannot help but think that the way things look now, with the Hyperion Theater being closed that backlot area not really being used for very much more than the facade for the building for the um, Captain Marvel photo opportunity, other photo props there. The Monsters, Inc. attraction, I cannot necessarily believe is long for an extended future in the parks. They've got that show building. They've got the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire Play It show building a lot more backstage and, and onstage area there. One would think, 
and maybe wonder, and maybe in my case, hope and dream that Avengers Campus has potential for expanded growth going forward in time. I don't mean in the next 12 to 18 months. I mean over the next few years because there's a lot of space back there that is not necessarily being used that can easily tie in to where uh, on Hyperion Boulevard there where Avengers Campus, where the gates are in right in front of um, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. I know that there is some concept art that has been floating around about what might be coming across the street in in future development, but what are your thoughts about the possibility of Avengers, the campus itself, expanding into that section? I don't need to ask the question if you'd like to see it, but am I crazy? Don't answer that. But am I crazy in this in this regard? Not a bit. I, I don't think so. Looking at how Avengers Campus has circled its way from what Bugsland used to be over by the the um, Mission Breakout, which is still one of my favorite rides ever in the entire Disney universe, circling around to where there's these little pieces of Marvel still that exist back there. Nothing else really does. I think there's going to be, they need to expand all the way around that area. There's so many great show buildings. There's so much great um, real estate in that back area. What I was hoping for is that that, um, uh, the manhole that used to be the teaser for Avengers Campus coming may show up in a different location maybe. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to keep my eye out on for that one, but it just seems to make a lot of sense if they could keep continuing on and add because I mean, there's so many great stories to tell in the Marvel universe. Might as well bring them to life and, uh, you know, add to the whole Adventures Campus Marvel Universe experience in the park. Nicholas? So, what I think is going to happen is you, since you just told us that they're going to be bringing Web Slingers and the Quinjet attraction to other parts of the world, what if they bring other parts of the world to us and they bring stuff like the Ant-Man and the Wasp nano battle or the Iron Man ride in Hong Kong to the Avengers campus in Anaheim, which would really, they would give a really great reason for expansion. And it would just add so much to the land. It would be rather than just Pim kitchen being cleaned off to Ant-Man, you can have an entire Ant-Man like part where it'd be like the Pim facility because there's there's a massive building behind Pim Test Kitchen that has the Pim logo on it. That might be a show building for something else. I might not I sure, actually think, but- Nicholas, I think that I don't expect that to happen, and I'll tell you why. Because right now, as of when we're recording this in July 2021, we are on the cusp of not just what is going to be phase four in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but an entirely new universe of worlds and characters of heroes and villains on varying proportions and scales, literally and figuratively from, you know, a a Thanos like villain to smaller villains as well. We're going to see the introduction of a plethora of new shows 
on Disney Plus that are all going to not just be connective tissue, but are going to be standalones on their own She-Hulk, Moon Knight, uh, so many more that are coming from the pages of the comic books onto the large and small screen. I think that there is most likely a a very long-term plan that is in place that is going to bring those worlds, those characters, those locations and experiences into the real world. And, and I just have a gut feeling, and maybe it's just wishful thinking, that that would be a perfect place for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I want? I still want that walkthrough from Hong Kong. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I want, because they, they did the Doctor Strange show, which makes me think it's probably not coming in that format. But darn it, I really want that over here. I, I, think, um, I think as we start to be introduced to new characters and stories that the characters that we think we want to appear in this land in the future right now are going to change. And I have a feeling they're going to start to change very, very, very quickly. Eternals. I'm looking directly in your face. Same thing with multiverse of madness. Same thing with you, Spidey and everything that is to come in the future. So I want to, wrap this incredibly short show up. Remember at the beginning, I said, I want to try and keep this short. So be it out the window again. This is not meant to be galaxy's edge. This is a world that lives in our world at a different scale and scope with an incredible use of limited space. Please, please, please get your boarding group for web slingers at 7am. Go to Disneyland, go somewhere else in the middle of the day, You have to see this park at night, this land at night. The bright and hazy skies of Southern California do not do it justice. It is beautiful when it is illuminated at night. Shh, listen to the park. Go see Doctor Strange. You can feel how this land really, really does come to life and uh, and eat well, my friend. We we have a full review of Pim Test Kitchen coming, but I will tell you that you will eat well. And I would ask that Deanna, Marion, Nicholas, and Becky share your final thought or tip for anyone that is thinking about coming to Avengers Campus. All right. So the thing that, like, the one, like, takeaway from Avengers Campus that I can get is they're just getting started. It's going to be so much more than just that little land. There's going to be so much more to come and so much more to see that I think that this is just the beginning of one of the best lands I think Disney has done or will ever do. I so agree with you, Nicholas. Like, I think there's so many more like phases of this land. Like, because it's like this multi-universe and like there's so many different things that like are changing like imagine like something from like shield or like you actually ride on the quinjet like i'm so excited to see what the next phase is going to be and how many other exciting adventures we'll be able to go on my final words are I, I had to challenge myself because I'm the type of person that takes pictures of everything, but like take your pictures, but like also enjoy it. Like take in everything around you. It's so special. Um, 
And I enjoyed my time so much there. I cannot wait to go back. And I know that when I go back, it will be a totally different experience because it changes all the time. And there are things I didn't see that I wished like that will probably change. Um, and that I'm excited to see next time, but yeah, take your pictures, but also like take a second to really experience it and take it in. And like, it's awesome. We've been waiting for this forever. Like it's like really take it in. That's it. For me, I have just a few tips actually. Like I said before, do your mobile orders early to not be disappointed. If you want to do your lunch and your um, <clears throat> your evening dinner orders, do them early in the day so you get the windows that you want. Schedule time in Avengers Campus just to hang out, just to look, just to watch, just to watch people, just to watch the shows, just to watch for characters. Uh, plan on spending some time just wandering and meandering about to see what you discover. And then last but not least, Get your park res- if you're focused on wanting to do web slingers and wanting to discover uh, Adventures Campus, get your park reservations for California Adventure, even if you do them three days in a row. So you have three shots at getting that 7 a.m. and 12 p.m. You can park hop over to Disneyland at one o'clock. So what we did and one of the strategies that we had that first week was every single day we actually had our park reservation for California Adventure. And we started there and then we got the you know, web slingers a couple of days because of that, but then plan to park up over um, at uh, Disneyland at 1 PM. So that's going to give the maximized ability to possibly get web slingers. So good luck with that. And um, just enjoy the adventures campus again, even if you don't get web slingers, don't be too bummed because there's a lot in that land to take in and to enjoy. Web Slingers was not my favorite part of Avengers Campus. Mine neither. And Same I can't thing. Believe, and that, and that, that's not me being melodramatic. Like, it, it's a great attraction, but mm-hmm. the queue was as good as the attraction. The, just being out in the land. And I, and I will, my final thought on this land is this, and, it, and it's very personal, but I hope it, would, it will translate for you and your experience, is I was very cognizant when we walked in to watch all three of your faces, Deanna, Mary, and Nicholas, to see your eyes widen, your mouths drop, and these smiles come across your faces. And I will tell you, in all the years we've been going to Disney parks, I have not seen you guys, especially Marion and Nicholas, I have not seen you kids fall in love with and not want to leave a land since you were little kids, my best moment in Avengers Campus was not my first time there. It was watching your first time there. And the fact that you didn't want to leave at night because you just wanted to, st- everything was closed, but you just wanted to stay immersed in that land speaks volumes about what the team at Marvel and WDI have done. I felt and feel the same way. It's just a place that you want to stay in and enjoy and if you're thinking about going visit becky and the entire team over at mouse fan travel they will help you get there much as they did me and my family if you've been to avengers campus i want to know from you what did you think what what was your favorite part of avengers campus and if you haven't been yet what are you looking forward to seeing most 
Uh, if you watched and look, I, I, I wanted to bring you along with me. Becky and I, we were live for our very first time in Avengers Campus. Thank you. If you watched live or on the replay, I wanted, again, like I said, I wanted to share this experience with you, but I, of course, had to bring something back for you beyond just content. So look for an Avengers Campus prize in this week's trivia contest and look for a contest with a special prize and items on Instagram at instagram.com slash lumangelo that I will post later on this week. Becky Mankin from Mouse Fan Travel, thank you for your friendship and for your help. And Marion, Nicholas, and Deanna, thank you for enjoying and spending and sharing that time in the park with me, as well as our time recapping it tonight. Uh, the only question I have for you is when can we go back? Tomorrow. There's their their flights leaving tomorrow, just FYI. Yes, <laughs> I want to go back tomorrow too. I'm with you. If you could go to Avengers Campus right now for 10 minutes, what would you do? I'd go sit and watch the Doctor Strange show because at night it's awesome. I would, give I, would, I would take the shawarma on the road and walk to see President Loki. <laughs> very specific. I like that. There you go. I'm, I'm going to sit at the bar at the Pims area and watch for Thor. That's that's that you would be my thing. Weird. You had to I had to make it weird. Yeah. Yep, that's me. I'm always, you know, you can count on me for that. I will take my four shawarmas and just sit and, and just watch Avengers Campus go by. It's time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World's history or see how well you pay attention to the details, sometimes in what you see, hear, remember, or even taste. If you think you know the answer, you can enter via our online form for a chance to win a Disney prize package. This week's trivia contest is brought to you by Sideshow Collectibles, where you can let your Disney and Marvel and Avengers sideshow with limited edition collectible figures, statues, art, jewelry, replicas, apparel, and lots more from the greatest purveyor of pop culture in the known universe. You can find their entire Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars collection at www.radio.com sideshow. And if you want to save $15 off your first purchase, just sign up for their free newsletter again, www.radio.com sideshow. Now, before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, I asked you to tell me, where in Walt Disney World have you heard, we're always in a hurry, we have no time to stall, we've got to be there, but where we can recall. Thanks to the hundreds of you who entered, got this one correct, and knew that it was, of course, the lyrics from Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, which I shall not sing, but that was dialogue between Cyril and Mr. Toad before they exclaimed that they are merrily, 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 merrily on their way to nowhere in particular. Anyway, I took all the correct entries, randomly selected one, and last week you were playing for a prize package that includes a brand new WW Radio pin, keychain, and a special bonus surprise as well. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is Kellen Henderson. So, Kellen, congratulations. I'll get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's 
Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So I wanted to make this week's question relevant to our conversation, easy and fun, because like I said, I brought back some of Avengers Campus with me for you. And your prize package this week will include some of what I brought back. So your simple question this week is to tell me the name of the newspaper editor that Peter Parker works for at the Daily Bugle. If you think you know the answer or looked it up on Google, you have until Sunday, July 25th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern to go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, use the online form there. And again, this week you're playing for a prize package that's going to include mystery prizes from Avengers Campus. Also, be sure to stay tuned to my Instagram at instagram.com slash this week for another giveaway, no trivia knowledge required, four more items I brought back from Avengers Campus. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. Don't forget to join the community and conversation over on the WW Radio Clubhouse group on Facebook at www.radio.com slash clubhouse. There you can talk not just about this week's show and your thoughts on Avengers Campus, but anything in the Marvel, Disney, and Star Wars universe. You can also connect with me elsewhere on social. I'm at Lou Mangiello on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and LinkedIn. Be sure and like the WW Radio page and turn on notifications at facebook.com slash Radio. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the air, you can email me, lou at www.radio.com, or call the voicemail with a question, a comment, or hello from the parks, or thoughts on Avengers Campus at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WW1. Also, be sure to join me every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for WW Radio Live, as well as other times throughout the week as we discuss what's new and what's news in the Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars universes. This week's show, my top five live, and our Disney Plus pick of the week. Also, stay tuned. I'm going to have an update and new announcement about some live broadcasts coming soon. You're definitely going to want to stay tuned for. Also, be sure and join our spoiler support group at www.radio.com slash spoilers, where we talk about spoilery things in the Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars universe. Now that Loki is concluded, we can chat a little bit about Loki and get ready for What If coming on Disney+. Plus. Again, www.radio.com slash spoilers. Of course, as much as I love connecting and talking with you online, nothing beats a handshake and a hug, and I cannot tell you how excited I am for Meat of the Month to be returning this Sunday, July 25th from 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Eastern in Disney Springs at the Waterside Seating Area across from Rainforest Cafe. It's free, of course, always has been, always will be, family-friendly, always has been, always will be, and open to anyone and everyone. You can find out more by visiting the events page at www.radio.com slash events. Please RSVP, let me know that you're coming, whether it's by yourself or bring the entire family. And of course, I'm even more excited for upcoming WW Radio group cruises. We have our Marvel Day at Sea Cruise, February 5th through the 10th out of Miami, as well as not one, but two cruises on the Disney Wish. June 20th is a four-night inaugural cruise, and December 5th is the Very Merry Time Cruise on Walt's birthday, by the way. You can find out more, get a free no-obligation quote by going to www.radio.com slash DisneyWish2022, whether it's for our June 20th or our December 5th cruise, plus my Momentum Weekend Workshop that helps you turn what you love into what you do in a very small 
intimate conference and workshop to really help you move the needle and build your brand and business. You can find out more at lumangelo.com, as well as how I might be able to help you with one-on-one coaching, small group mentoring, or by speaking to your event, your conference, or your business. Again, you can find all that at lumangelo.com. Speaking of community and help, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate everyone who is part of the WW Radio Nation family. I appreciate your love, your support, your friendship, and help you do so much to really, literally help the show. And I love being able to give back to you each and every month with monthly scavenger hunts, trivia quests, care packages from Walt Disney World, group video Zoom calls, and lots more. I want to thank some new and longtime members, including Lisa Counts, Katie Sindel, Suzanne Gibson, and Mark Whiting. If you want to find out how you can help the show for as little as a dollar a month, and don't forget that a portion of your contribution does go to our Dream Team project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. Again, find out more by visiting www.radio.com support. Speaking of support, the show couldn't happen without the support and the love and the help, not just for me, but for you as well from MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether you're looking to go to Avengers Campus, Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise Line, or anywhere on the planet, you can visit them at mousefantravel.com. And finally, my friend, and you are my friend, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. The best way to do that is to tweet out that you're listening. Share a link to this or your favorite episode over on Facebook. Tag me and let me know so I can be part of the conversation with you. Share it and tag me on Instagram. And if you can, take just 30 seconds to rate and review the show over on Apple Podcasts. It's incredibly helpful. I want to thank some recent reviewers like Fiji271 who says, I love it. WW Radio is hands down the best Disney podcast It's obviously that Lou puts a lot of time and effort into every episode. He has a love for all things Disney, but he also genuinely loves and cares for his audience as well. Thank you for an incredible podcast, Lou, and thank you for pushing your audience to take risks and dream big. Keep on trucking, brother. You as well, Fiji. I could not and would not do this without you. So again, thank you. Just search for WDW Radio in Apple Podcasts or go to www.radio.com slash iTunes for instructions and a link on exactly how and where to leave review. Finally, most importantly, thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I mean it when I say that none of this would be possible without you. I hope that this show brings you some joy, some Disney magic, maybe a little inspiration and some happiness every week every episode and through the live shows and community that you have built and created and nurtured, please always remember to choose the good, to find the good in everything and everyone that you do and thing that you encounter and be the good. Set the example. Positivity, I promise you, is contagious. You'll do well for others and I promise you'll feel good about yourself as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you so much and I appreciate you even more. I hope that this truly is your best week ever. So until next time, see ya. This is Chris from State College, PA. On my way to Orlando listening to this uh, interesting topic, and you guys dabbled in it. You kicked it around, but you didn't go there. The ride in the attraction in Disney that needs its own movie is Soarin' Around the World, starring... Nicholas Cage, and it would be a byproduct of international treasure. Yeah, that's it. Enjoy the show. Hey, Lou. Guess who it is? It's Christine Martin from Flowertown, Pennsylvania. I'm calling because I just booked the Marvel Day at Sea cruise with the WDW Radio Group for February 5th. 
2022. I am so overwhelmingly excited. It is actually going to be my son's graduation present. So it's him and I, possibly one of his friends. And he and I are huge Marvel enthusiasts. So we're so looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to getting to hang out with all of you, getting to meet some more of the WDW radio uh, community. And I cannot wait. So I really hope nothing screws up this cruise this time because last year our, our cruise got canceled because of COVID. So I'm hoping this really happens, but I'm looking forward to it so much. And I cannot wait to see all of you um, and take him on this cruise. This will be the cr- first cruise for both of us. Um, so what better way to cruise than Marvel and WDW Radio? I mean, come on. There's no other choice. Anyway, everybody have a great night. Um, it's really late for me. It's about 10 o'clock on Saturday night. I'm waiting for my daughter to get off of work so I can go pick her up. So I thought I would just call you guys. Um, miss you all. See you in the box on Wednesday night. Everybody watch Loki. It's awesome. Cannot wait to meet him. Make somebody smile. Talk to you later. Bye. Hey, all right, good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day.